Hey there everyone, this is Clay, and I wanted to just say thanks for tuning in today. Um, if you want to get more advice, tips, strategies, and all that stuff with uh, help for you know your relationship, you might want to check out our newsletter over at relationshipintergame.com. Um, and of course, if you want to help support this channel, please do so by hitting that thumbs up button and by subscribing if you're not already. Today though, we're going to be talking about the importance of getting over a breakup, how to get over a breakup, and why you would even want to get over a breakup um, even if you wanted to get back together with your ex. And the reason you want to focus on this are, well, okay, there, there, there's, there's two sides to this. First of all, we have to get clear about what exactly a breakup or what exactly it means to get over a breakup. Now, there are a lot of... Um, people that will tell you that the way that you get over a breakup is that you date other people, that you get into a new relationship, that you um, do all of these other things. And, you know, sure, sometimes that can help you to at least get the pain out of your mind uh, by distracting yourself with something new, something novel, something interesting. And, um, you know, absolutely nothing wrong with that, but do not think that that is really the extent of what it means to get over a breakup. Um, because, you know, if you're, if you're going to really get over a breakup, it can't just be based on something outside of you. It can't be based on someone else's opinion of you. You know, one of the most common um, things that I hear is that, you know, you, you get over a breakup by dating other people. But that's not necessarily true. Because what if you find out that all of these other people that you're dating are, you know, not really living up to your expectations? Or what if dating in general is harder for you than you thought it would be? and you have a harder time getting dates than you thought, or maybe you're not able to get any dates at all, or you know whatever it might be. Looking to something external to help you to get through a breakup is gonna be difficult because as long as that external thing is setting you up for success and allowing you to make progress, then that's great. But what happens when you get some challenges? What happens when things are harder than they seem? What happens when um, the challenges will inevitably present themselves. And what happens then is that, you know, your, your external um, thing that, that you're getting validation from is going to work in the opposite direction and it's going to cause you to get pulled down into sort of a quicksand of um, doubt, of, uh, you know, feeling bad about yourself and possibly even low self-esteem. So what you want to do is you want to learn how to get through the breakup from the inside out by working on your own level of self-esteem, by looking at your own values, by looking, looking at what worked or didn't work in your particular relationship and making any sort of course corrections that need to be done. So for example, you know, sure, you and your ex were in a relationship and that relationship ended for some reason. Um, it's important to look and understand why that relationship ended. It's not just because your ex is a jerk, because there was something inside of you that saw them as a jerk and said, okay, let's be in a relationship with this jerk, right? So if that's the case, then there, there's something going on in terms of your own standards for what you're willing to set for yourself and your relationship. And if you can learn from that and say, okay, in the future, I'm not going to date people that, you know, seem to lie or people that, um, don't follow through on what they say they're going to do or whatever it might be. That's learning from that breakup and that's starting to set your standards higher. That's starting to live in alignment with your own values and that's setting you up to have better interactions moving forward. Whether that is with 
your ex, you know, assuming the two of you can get past whatever happened, have an honest conversation about it and set yourself up to actually have a more genuine, authentic and truthful dynamic moving forward, or whether that's with somebody else by learning to identify what didn't work in your previous relationship, by learning to identify the potential um, personality flaws that, that, that you did not like in the previous relationship and learn how to weed those out in future relationships or how to look for specifically what it is you want in a partner moving forward. Um, that, that all involves you taking a closer look at yourself, you setting some higher standards for you and yourself when it comes to relationships. Um, you know, oftentimes a lot of people will just end up in a relationship because they just, you know, were going through their life and they just happened to find somebody who was into them and they just ended up in a relationship. But you want to have higher standards than that. You want to be able to say, um, I'm choosing to be with this person, not just because they're attractive and they're into me, but because they have these certain qualities, because they're passionate about what they want and, and are doing in their life, because they're honest and forthright, because they are willing to be completely transparent and open about what's going on with them because of all of these other things, or because they don't have certain traits that you don't want in a relationship. You know, so for example, if one of your deal breakers is, uh, you know, I don't want to be with somebody who cheats with me. Okay, great. That's a wonderful deal breaker to have. But in order to do that, you have to be willing to set some boundaries. You have to be willing to um, disqualify certain people if they don't live up to that standard that you've set for yourself. You have to be willing to follow through and make some tough choices and have some tough conversations. And in order to get to that point where you can love yourself enough to set these standards for the people that you have in your life, in order to get to the point where you love yourself enough to be able to say what you want to say and ask for what you want, that requires a lot of inner work, typically speaking, for most people. Um, oftentimes, people will end up sort of in this sort of rut, this sort of halfway in between, halfway not quite in a relationship, not quite broken up sort of world. And, you know, yeah, you may need to go through that valley for a short period of time as you kind of learn how to um, interact with one another and how to relate to one another, but you should be able to come out of that either knowing, hey, we're going to be in a relationship, or no, we're not going to be in a relationship. And um, you should be able to do that, you know, within a reasonable period of time. Um, and if you're, if, it, if it's not leading up to that decision point, you know, you need to do things to sort of nudge it in that direction by laying down boundaries, setting standards for yourself, and being, being willing to disqualify people who are unable or unwilling to commit to you or give you the kind of relationship that you want or unable and unwilling to be the kind of partner that you want in your relationship. Um, and so, you know, yeah, breakups are tough. Breakups will hurt you emotionally, most likely, and it can be difficult to get over the pain of a breakup. But if you can look at that pain and learn something from that pain and take a lesson from that pain and apply it to your next relationship, apply it to your future interactions with your ex, apply it to the standards that you set for yourself, then that is truly what it means to get over a breakup. And that's truly what it means to heal. Um, it's not about external things. It's not about somebody 
you know, going out on a date with you. It's not about being in a new relationship with someone else. It's not about beating your ex to, to dating somebody else or being in a relationship with somebody else before they do. It's not about any of that stuff because those are all just echoes of the previous relationship. Those are all just <sighs> signs of a rebound relationship. I'll go ahead and link to our playlist on rebound relationships um, up here. Once the live recording of this is done, you can go ahead and check that out if that's something you want to learn more about. Um, but you really want to make sure that you are right with your own emotions, that you're okay with what happened between you and your ex. It doesn't mean you have to love it. it doesn't mean you have to celebrate it. But you have to be able to accept that whatever happened, happened. And once you're able to accept that it happened, and you know, even if it's not something that you like, you know, you don't like the, the pain of going through a breakup, you don't like the fact that maybe the two of you had lousy communication, you don't like the fact that there was no trust between the two of you or whatever, you can learn something from that, but you have to start by ex accepting it first. You have to start by accepting responsibility for your share of what happened. Believe it or not, it's not just your ex that's the jerk. It's also your responsibility, too, for being able to filter out the jerks, for being able to step up and ask for what you want, for being able to set appropriate boundaries. So you have to be able to accept responsibility for your share of what happened, um, and then you have to learn a lesson from whatever happened as well, too. And you have to apply that lesson to whatever happens in the future, whether that is involving you getting back together with your ex or you taking your love life in a completely different direction with somebody else. Because if you don't learn these lessons, you're likely to repeat the same mistakes over and over again, whether it's with the same person or whether it is with somebody new. So you want to be careful about this. You want to be careful about these lessons that you are able to extract from a breakup, the pain. You have to be able to not waste that pain. You have to be able to pull a lesson out of that pain and make it into something useful, something helpful for you, something that's going to help set you up towards having a great relationship in the future. Um, I know there's a lot of very strong opinions about whether or not you should get back together with your ex. And um, I know that I'm sort of known as a person who helps people get back together with their exes. Um, and I just want you to know that, that I'm not saying you absolutely should always get back together with your ex. You should never, ever get back together with your ex. But you have to be able to look at the situation and you have to say, okay, have I learned something from the past? What is going to make it different the next time around, whether it's with the same person or whether it's with somebody else? Because if you're not learning something and you're just changing the person that you're in a relationship with, you run a very high risk of attracting people with similar qualities and reliving the whatever dynamics weren't working out in the original relationship that led to the breakup in the first place. You know, if you're constantly attracting emotionally unavailable people or people with narcissistic personality disorder or whatever, there's probably something in how you're bringing yourself to dating and relationships that's causing you to say, that is the person that I should be going out of my way to date. There's something in your degree of self-esteem, something in the level of um, standards you're willing to set for yourself and so on and so forth that's causing those people to be drawn to you, you to be drawn to those people, or for you to say yes and agree to be in relationships, in relationships with those people. That's not to say there's anything wrong with being in a relationship with an emotionally unavailable person or somebody with narcissistic personality disorder, but you need to acknowledge um, where that person is at and you need to accept where that person is at 
And if you can accept where that person is at and not need to change them, if you are educated about what you know NPD is and and what it's likely to mean moving forward and you're okay with that and you still want to go forward with this relationship and you're not trying to change that other person, you're not trying to think that, you know, if I just did some sort of magic whatever, that suddenly they would become a non-narcissistic person. Um, if you're able to accept them for who they are and you still want to be in a relationship with that person, that's okay because that's the standard that you're setting for yourself. That's, that's, the, that's sort of what your spectrum of like, yeah, this is okay. And if you're okay with that being okay, then go ahead with it. But if that's not something that you want, and it's totally understandable if you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody like that, um, you need to look at how is it you end up in this dynamic. What is it about this dynamic that is attracting you to it? What is it about you that's attracting these people to you? And what might you need to change in order to start attracting the type of people into your life that you actually do want to be in a relationship with? And as you start to do this hard work, as you start to put in the time and effort to um, heal from your own breakup, to learn the lessons from your breakup, and to start to apply these lessons into your love life moving forward, that is when you really start to get over the breakup. And that's when you really start to put yourself in alignment with the kind of relationship that you really want, whether that is with your ex or whether that is with somebody else. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this video. If you want to support this channel, do me a favor by hitting that thumbs up button or by subscribing to this channel if you're not already subscribed. Um, I'm taking a couple weeks off from our group coaching course, which just wrapped up last week. I still have a few little administrative things to do with that course, but you know, the heavy lifting is all done. Um, and then after a couple weeks of me catching my breath and taking care of some other administrative things that I've just not had the capacity to deal with for the past couple of weeks, um, we'll get started with our next group course. And we're gonna try to do two different courses. One, for helping people to adapt strategies and formulate strategies and stuff like that to get back together with their ex if that's what makes sense for them or for you to move on from the breakup whether that is to bring you back together with your ex by leaving the pain and hurt and and all of that stuff behind so that you can start together on a fresh slate or moving on from the breakup so that you can leave the pain and hurt and all that behind so that you can start a new relationship with somebody else so we're going to be doing those two offerings um, once I'm able to catch my breath here. But anyway, that's what I've got for today. Let's see what folks are talking about. I saw there were a few super chats here. Let's go ahead and get through those. Um, first one is from Joshua. Is there a, okay, yeah, there's what Joshua says. Okay, um, Joshua says, I believe my ex is at the crisis point. We talked about maybe starting fresh and trying again. And she said that she sees that happening down the road but right now she thinks it would just end up the same way so if she finds someone new I can't be around and I'll have to walk away the other day she told me some guy ghosted her uh, but she got a couple of new numbers so she's not worried about it so if she finds somebody new I can't be around and I'll have to walk away okay that's a double post there um, I told her uh, not to talk to me about that stuff. My question is, does this sound like she is a crisis point or trying to make me leave so she doesn't have to decide or is she just being mean and I should leave? Okay, so um, obviously I do not know your ex. Um, 
there is the possibility that she might just be a mean person. Um, you'll have to search your heart for this because, I mean, you are obviously in a relationship with her. So you would know her personality a whole lot better than me based off of those three uh, posts that you put up there. Um, so you're going to have to say, does she have the capacity to be a, a mean person? Does she have the capacity to, you know, treat people in a poor way like that? And if so, you know, you have to accept that and take that where you want to take it, you know? Is that the kind of person that you want to be in a relationship with? Is, do, is that acceptable behavior for your girlfriend or possible wife down the road, possible mother of your child? I mean, like, I don't know. Um, is this acceptable behavior for, for somebody that you want to have a relationship with? If it is, fine. But if it's not, then, you know, you might need to make some tough choices here. Um, on the other hand, she might not be trying to be mean. She might just be genuinely confused. And, um, you know, this can happen. This can happen where um, somebody is going through a breakup. It's really confusing. They can see the two of you possibly getting back together in the, in the future because, you know, they do enjoy interacting with you. But it sounds like it sounds like she does enjoy interacting with you. Otherwise, she wouldn't have said that. Um, it also sounds like she still has some reservations about possibly um, getting back together with you because maybe she's not sure if things are going to end in a breakup again or um, she's, she's basically not sure that she's walking back into a different dynamic than the one that she walked out of in the first place. So that means you need to demonstrate some sort of meaningful change to her to show her that uh, getting back together with you is not just a continuation of the previous relationship. Um, so, you know, that's that's really what I'd recommend when it comes to that. Um, I also want to say that I think it's good that you enforced that sort of boundary with her. I mean, obviously, I think most people would find it very difficult to talk with their ex about dating other people. Um, and so I think it's good that you really expressed yourself rather than, you know, just sitting there and nodding and saying like, yeah, tell me more about all these guys that you're seeing or something like that. Um, so I think that's good. Um, you have to be careful about it, though, because, I mean, Assuming she's not doing it to be mean, assuming she's just doing it because she's confused, um, she may not be trying to hurt you. She may not really realize that she's hurting you. Um, and so you want to enforce that boundary, but you want to do it in a loving way where you give her the benefit of the, the, benefit of the doubt at first, if I can get my words out straight here, um, by letting her know, hey, I know that, that, that this is something you're really excited about, but you know, given our history, I just don't feel comfortable talking to you about you dating other guys. I hope you understand, something like that. Um, and then if she continues to push that boundary, of course, you can push back with a little bit more um, um, directness, I guess you could say. But I mean, assuming she's not like a, a mean person, um, give her the benefit of the doubt and then start to up the directness of your, of your boundaries moving forward. Um, and if I just had to guess where she's at, just based off of what you shared, I'd say she's probably not at crisis point, but more, more likely at um, probably riding the dragon. I'm, I'm getting a lot of like confusion on her end and like, hey, I don't know exactly how I feel, which is why I'm like kind of all over the place telling you that we might get back together, telling you that I'm dating other people and all of that. So that's what I would um, make of your situation. Um, there was another super chat. Okay, this one says, um, let's see, is there any, yeah, that's, okay, yeah, so it's just this one comment. Um, what are a few signs that your ex is seriously considering giving the relationship another try? I think my ex is considering, however, I might be misreading it. 
Okay, so um, really when it comes to if your ex is considering giving the relationship another shot, what you want to look out for is your ex, um, where their mind is at when it comes to the future. So if your ex is talking about doing things together with you in the future, whether that is, you know, next week, next month, next year, whatever, it shows that you are occupying real estate in their mind and that they see a future with you in it. Now, obviously, the further in the future this goes, it shows the more they are really thinking about a, a significant future with you. And, you know, the more uh, significant the plans are, it shows, you know, the, the greater the degree of, of interest they have in you. you know, like, like taking a, a trip together, a significant like overnight trip or, or multi-day trip together is obviously a whole lot uh, more of an indication than like, hey, let's get together for coffee, you know, next week. Um, so you want to think about like, okay, what must they be thinking in order to be making such sorts of plans? It's like, okay, I'm seeing myself spending time with you. I'm seeing myself um, having a future with you. I'm seeing myself in the future and you being there by my side. That's a big sign that your ex is uh, really starting to see a future with you in it. So um, I hope that helps you out. And then there was one other super chat here. This one is from uh, Dexter. Dexter says, today I simply just gave my ex a money order to help out with our kids and I don't expect a thank you or anything. Um, it just feels good. What stage is this? Um, it sounds like, I mean, like you're, you're, you're obviously not telling me anything about your ex, but um, so I'm guessing you mean like which stage are you personally at? I'm guessing you're probably at like, uh, like the crossroads stage um, just because, you know, you're starting to act with a certain degree of integrity where it's not just about like, okay, I'll do, you know, whatever I need to do and compromise my integrity in whatever way in order to, you know, get whatever goal I want. It's not like the ends justify the means. But it's really like, okay, we have kids together. Um, as the father of these children, I, you know, should do my fair share and provide whatever the child support might be or whatever the, the financial support might be or whatever agreement you had with her, whatever that might be. And, you know, you're doing the right thing by following through on that. So that shows that you're starting to really align yourself with integrity. Um, not that you were necessarily ever out of integrity. I mean, honestly, I don't really know too many of the details of your situation. But um, as you start to bring yourself and act with integrity, that really shows that you are kind of at the crossroads stage when it comes to your personal five stages um, that you go through when it comes to setting yourself up towards making a great emotional connection with your ex. Um, and assuming this degree of integrity spills over into other areas of your life as well, too, I think it's really going to start to to, to allow you to embody a sense of integrity and composure um, with how you bring yourself to interactions. And, you know, the next sort of step from here is going to be um, moving towards the bridge, which is where you really start to um, communicate in a really clear and concise way, where you're starting to really say what you mean and mean what you say, as opposed to, you know, things that people sometimes um, do, such as exaggerating the truth, twisting reality, deleting, distorting, generalizing, all of that sort of stuff in order to play things up for effect, in order to gain or gain, garner attention, um, and all of that stuff. 
Um, and then assuming you can get through that, you'll end up at effortless connection where you'll really be maximizing your ability to connect on an emotional level. So um, I hope that gives you a sense about where I see you in the whole scheme of things. And we have a few more minutes. Uh, those are all the super chats. Thank you for the super chats, guys. Uh, again, never have actually uh, explicitly asked people for those, but it's my understanding that I'm obligated by the rules of the internet to respond to super chats. Um, let's see, Jordan says, hello. Uh, should you send a letter to your ex-girlfriend if she is still hot and cold and seems like she wants to talk, but her surrounding and emotions stop her, or should I just approach her? Um, yeah, I mean, so, so, I mean, obviously I don't know the details of your situation, but, um, there, 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 there's nothing magical about a letter per se, and there's nothing magical about approaching her per se either. Uh, what you really want to do is you want to use empathy to ascertain where you believe she's at on an emotional level, uh, going through whatever she's going through, and then you want to meet her at that emotional place, wherever that may be. Um, so for example, if she's upset about the breakup, if she's still upset about something, that you did or said or didn't do or didn't say or whatever, then you want to acknowledge that. You want to talk to her about that because that's gonna be the top of mind thing that she's going to be um, thinking about when she thinks about you. And if you can start by addressing whatever that is, then you can like really satisfy that emotional place where she's at and then start to guide the interactions towards um, towards where you want them to go, towards a deeper emotional connection, towards a more, um, you know, honest connection, wherever you might want to take it. But I'd recommend, you know, shifting down to the emotional level and uh, kind of guiding things in a, in a more, um, you know, honest and forthright sort of way. So that's what I'd recommend in general when it comes to communicating with an ex. Uh, okay, let's see. Sahara says, I read your newsletter on not texting because you won't be able to get to the emotional connection. My question is, what do you do when this is the only communication your ex wants to have with you? I mean, so, okay, there, there's a certain hierarchy of communication, right? So obviously, the closer you can get to a face-to-face -face connection with your ex, that's obviously going to be better, right? because you're gonna be able to see the, the facial cues, you're gonna be able to hear the tone of their voice, you're gonna be able to see their body language and all that stuff. Um, beneath that would be, you know, things like a, a, a video call, you know, kind of like how you were watching me on YouTube, but you know, it might be on like FaceTime or Skype or something like that where you can still see these things, but you know, you're not like actually there with them. Um, beneath that would be a, a phone call where you're, you can hear their voice, but you can't see them personally. Um, beneath that would be something like email or a letter, you know, something where somebody's attention is going out of their way to acknowledge you and interact with you, as opposed to that attention being on something else and then you interrupting that attention. That's where text messaging really is. It's shorter. You have uh, much less of their attention. Theoretically, they could be in the middle of doing something, you know, going grocery shopping, getting their oil changed or something like that, talking to somebody and they just get a, a notification from you that interrupts them in their pattern. And so um, that, because you're interrupting their attention when it's on something else, 
plus the fact that you're not getting the 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 vocal quality of um, you know their tone or they're not getting the vocal quality of your tone plus there's no body language facial cues and all of that stuff it leads for a high possibility of misinterpreting somebody's intentions and motives and um, all of that so you want to be really careful at texting if that is the only means that you have available to communicate with them you know that might just need to be where you start with um, but it's going to be more challenging it's going to be more difficult and you know to the to the degree possible you will want to move up that hierarchy of communication uh, to get as close to in-person face-to-face meetups as possible um, uh, because you're really going to be able to have a much stronger emotional connection through that than through texting. Um, let's see, any other questions that we have here? Did that one... Um, um, wait, okay. Again, guys, sorry. I know that this shows up really nice and tidy on your side of things, but on my side of things, these questions that you post just show up as little bubbles that vanish after a moment or two. And then, I, okay, there, there's one, okay. Hey Clay, my ex said that she loves me and believes that we are soulmates, but is so scared to get back together because she does not want to get hurt again. What do I do? Um, yeah, so she really cares about you. There's a strong emotional connection there, obviously. Um, you need to, if you haven't already, demonstrate to her that she's not walking back into the same relationship that she walked out of in the first place. That will help to instill a sense of confidence in her that um, this time is going to be different. And then, I mean, it sounds like she's honestly at the crisis point. So you want to um, really help to build that trust by letting her know that the two of you are on the same team. You both want the same things that you're not enemies, that uh, you know, if you can just agree to talk things out, to communicate clearly, to um, not do whatever you did in the first place that caused the breakup, then I mean, that that's really gonna go a long way. You may need to use things like the fork in the road strategy or uh, other communication strategies to really help to create that emotional connection and to really help her feel confident in taking that step towards getting back together. But it really sounds like she's at the crisis point if she's telling you things like that. So um, I hope that helps you out. So that we had another super chat here. This will probably be the last uh, question we got today because we're already at 30 minutes, but I wanted to acknowledge this super chat. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Um, thanks for the advice. I spent about three hours with my ex on Friday when she told me only 45 minutes. Um, offered a massage. She said no. However, as I was leaving, she agreed to it. Two different changes. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, that, that really does show that she probably is open to the idea of getting back together with you. Now, she may have some hesitations and reservations, but I mean, obviously, she's very connected to you if she's like, yeah, let's get together for 45 minutes and you are spending, how long was that? Three hours together. So that's, you know, well over three times the amount of time that you agreed to spend together. So, you know, obviously she's enjoying the interaction. Otherwise she would have been out of there after 45 minutes or even sooner. Um, and obviously she feels like really close to you and, and kind of even romantically connected. Otherwise she wouldn't let you massage her. You know, that's, that's kind of an intimate thing that people do, and it's um, not usually something that just platonic friends do, especially uh, when they're of the opposite sex. So, um, 
um, definitely want to uh, uh, keep that in mind when it comes to interacting with her. But you know, given all of this stuff, I would be really surprised if she wasn't considering getting back together with you. I'd be really surprised if she wasn't like thinking about it in some capacity or other um, and, and considering possibly getting back together with you. Um, okay, there was another super chat. I don't see a comment with that. So maybe that was just somebody appreciating these videos. Oh wait, no, there's, there's a comment. Okay. Um, we broke up almost two months ago. We've hung out a few times solo and with friends. He always responded to my texts. We haven't spoken in a week. So I texted to hang out and I received no response. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, when, when you send a text message and you get no response, um, there's two things you want to do. First of all, you want to be careful not to overinvest. Okay, so that means that you don't want to just, you know, like really double down and just keep chasing that uh, because that is often going to make the social dynamic really lopsided and cause um, your ex to pull away even further. But on the other hand, you also want to be able to relate to where they're at. So you have to stop and think like, okay, if they're not responding to a text message to hang out, what might be going on? Is it that, um, is it that they just, I don't know, are, 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 they, are they concerned about something? Do they think that, that maybe it would be improper for the two of you to hang out given your history? Um, are they concerned that maybe you have a hidden agenda that you uh, don't just want, that you're not just willing to spend time in the present moment connecting, but that you maybe have some sort of hidden agenda about trying to get back together or trying to make it seem or look a certain way or something like that? Um, that's definitely something to, to keep in mind. And what you want to do is you might follow up their silence by uh, directly addressing what you have used empathy to ascertain as the possible reason for their silence. So if you think that they are holding back because they think that you have a hidden agenda, you might follow that up with, hey, I never heard back from you and I can totally understand why you might be hesitant to respond to that message um, if you thought that maybe I had some sort of hidden agenda about trying to get back together with you. Just want you to know that that's totally not the case. I just like hanging out with you. Um, I don't know what the future holds for us, but I just wanted to hang out with you as friends without any strings attached or without any hidden agenda or without any ulterior motive. And something along those lines would be a great thing to send to them that might help to refocus them on the present moment if, for example, that might be what they're going through. Anyway, guys, we're like way over time here. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up, but thank you so much for the super chats. Again, I do not expect them, uh, but thank you so much. And um, if you want to get more help, if you want to get more guidance with your relationship, please be sure to check out our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com. And if you want to help support this channel, please do so by hitting that thumbs up button and by subscribing if you're not already subscribed. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.